Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Versecast, the Star Citizen podcast. I'm John Abraham. I'm Caleb Worth. And I am Gleep. Welcome to episode three of the Versecast, recorded October 6, 2014. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> okay. So, let's just get straight into the news, because we got uh, quite a bit to cover today, and some pretty interesting stuff. Yes. So, I'll hand it over to you, Gleep. All right, thank you, John. Well, I think probably the biggest bit of news since last time we uh, recorded was the concept ship sales have begun. And uh, this the first offering was the Aegis Reclaimer, which became available for sale on Friday the 26th of September and goes off sale today. <laughs> oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. We're, we're good. We're good for a moment there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm glad you guys heard that too. Uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, the uh, the Aegis Reclaimer it's out there, and uh, if you want it, uh, and you're listening to this uh, on iTunes, it's too late. But if you're listening to it live, which means you're one of the three of us, and you <laughs> you need to go get it right now. <laughs> or uh, Kugo, who tried to barge in on our uh, hey Nick conversation here <laughs> episode. All right, but yeah, you guys, you guys really need to. If you haven't seen uh, the reclaimer yet, you better go check it out because this thing looks like something straight out of Alien or something. It's it's a pretty epic, epic ship, and it's one of the biggest. It's it's like half the size of a Idris, I think. Yeah, it's huge. Um, I what I read was that it will hold. Um, s- s- 16, no, 12 um, constellations. It can uh, uh, chomp up and store 12 constellations or something, <laughs> some crazy amount like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's just an enormous ship. And uh, it's also uh, got an enormous price tag to go along with it, or it did. Uh, th- yeah. 350 bucks. And remember, that's the, that's the discounted price that you get for getting in on the concept sale. So Dang. That's um, uh, at first when I saw that I I thought wow that is how how many of those are they going to sell and the 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 answer is they sold a lot of them uh, because the uh, first day of the sale their um, crowdfunding total was three hundred seventy one thousand dollars so um, it was just wow a huge <laughs> spike and uh, and it sold uh, it, it sold even more the next day four fifty one and then. Uh, uh, still strong, over almost two hundred thousand uh, to round out the first weekend. So, it's uh, people want those big ships. Yeah, after this was revealed, I I pretty much decided that I'm not going to buy any more big ships at all. Yeah, like I I I, I do want to support the game, um, but <laughs> if I keep buying these things that I get so excited about. There will be nothing for me to work towards when the game comes out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that the next um, the next concept ship they reveal is the Orion, and there's already a, a piece of concept art out there for it, and it looks insane. It's it's a it's a mining platform, and I don't really know what that means i don't i don't know what a platform is in the context of a space space game 
Do you guys really know what that means? I, uh, the vision that comes to my mind is something like an oil platform out on water. Yeah. Except floating in space. Yeah. I mean, the concept art that they've shown has, a, you know, giant uh, tracks on it, uh, like treads, um, which suggests that it can at least move on land. But I wonder how you would get it to where you want to go mining. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So it's It looks like something out of Dune, which is just really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. interesting. It's tied for second place behind the Idris, of course, for having the second highest um, maximum crew of, which, oh, is, wow. which is eight people. So the Idris has ten, and the Merchantman and this platform are eight-person vehicles of sorts. Wow. So, John, you're saying, you're saying right now that when it comes out, you're not going to get it. I don't think I am. <laughs> Honestly, unless the price is reasonable, uh-huh. uh huh, you know, under three fifty, <laughs> <laughs> would you melt anything down to get it? Uh it's t- I don't. Uh. <laughs> the thing is, if I melt down my constellation, I don't have any. I don't have a big ship anymore. <laughs> I know, and I don't have anything to transport anything like i mean i guess if the if the orion maybe the orion i just don't know how the orion works like how does it get to where i need to go mining because like the thing is too the word platform could just mean that that's the plat like i don't know platform can mean you know physically it's just something you stand on you know that kind of platform or it could be like a platform as in it's used for a certain a certain thing and that could be you know it's a mining platform but it's just a ship i don't know oh do you think maybe it would be the orion is the platform and then it would need uh mining bots to actually do work i don't know it could be well it today uh their episode number 40 of 10 for the chairman came out and he talked a little bit there was a question that came in that we didn't have time to add in today's show but uh, it was regarding the reclaimer and, you know, what can it do and what, you know, what can we expect some of the functionality will be. And I was sort of surprised. So my point kind of being that you should have high expectations for what the Orion will be able to do and that it's not going to be just, um, you know, a parking lot in space where you can just, you know, put stuff. That it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be something that, that has a moderately high level of functionality and uh yeah like a a whole processing plant or something yeah yeah some sort of um automation capability or um i don't know something really cool so yeah yeah because didn't you say that chris um said that that's what the reclaimer is going to do it's going to have like processing and sorting yeah we'll go over it next week but um in more detail but yeah he said that it was going to be something that it's not just going to be like a, a a big garbage truck floating around in space picking up uh, uh, broken stuff. It's going to be able to sort out what is still functional equipment from the stuff that is just scrap metal, and then it'll uh, take the scrap and uh, squish it so that you can um, you know, store more of it, and then I guess you would take it down to whatever the PU equivalent of the recycling center is going to be and, and sell the scrap. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Like, being able to go down into the bowels of your ship, and then there's, like, 
robots sorting junk and <laughs> and uh, cubing it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! <laughs> well, we got about in California. I've got about five hours and fifty-three minutes left. Okay. <laughs> nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this that reminds me of uh, a movie that a buddy of mine bought because it it looked so bad. It's called Space <laughs> Truckers. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Is, is it is it is it bad enough to watch? It's bad enough to watch. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those movies that's so bad it's enjoyable. <laughs> Excellent. I'll add that to my queue. It's literally, it's literally uh, these truckers, but their trucks have like engines on them so they can fly around in space. <laughs> Excellent. It's how ridiculous. I, how have I missed this? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's from the eighties or something. It's oh. it's worth watching. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and I I did check the uh, forums, the subscriber forums too, and I was kind of surprised that there was very little um, a negative reaction to the price on the reclaimer, and it was a lot of people that were, you know, kind of like us, just going, "God, how cool is that?" And you know, I, here's a list of the things I melted down to get one, and so anyway, I think that that well, the the price makes sense to me. Oh, does it? Because because yeah, I mean, a constellation. Is like two hundred bucks, isn't it? Um, I I mean, my Taurus was one fifty, but I, it's the cheapest model. Right, right. So I mean, if a regular constellation is two hundred, and this thing is, I think it's like two and a half times the size of a constellation. Uh, I mean, I think three fifty kind of aligns with that. Yeah, and it sounds like from the way it's been described that it's going to be a ship that you can make money with, assuming that you can find enough uh, salvage to salvage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was tempted to mount down my Constellation and get this because it has, like, way more storage space than mm. than my Taurus. But, uh, yeah, I, I, even, even uh, with uh, knocking 150 bucks off that 350, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, and your constellation is a much more versatile ship. So yeah, it is. Yeah, and um, this this thing probably is going to be horrible if uh, if you get into any sort of trouble, any uh, fight. In yeah. Oh, and the gas sitting duck. The gas mileage has got to be awful too. So oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would bet that um, you might want a, an escort. If you're if you're flying in uh, dangerous space, yeah, or twenty, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, well, we'll keep an eye out for what comes up next. Uh, doesn't seem like there's going to be something that comes out uh, right away. It seems like they may be spacing it out a little bit, but we don't know. So just keep an yeah. keep an eye on the website. I guess and... I guess I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that the price isn't too low, just because you don't want everybody buying all these ships. You know, you kind of want it to be a fresh start when the game comes out as opposed to everybody's got all this crazy stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just and even leave some room even for growth. when they can be obtained in the PU, um, I hope that they're hard to obtain, like, in-game as well. Because yeah. you don't want everybody flying around. Like, it, it'd be cool if it took, like, so much work that 
only a few people had ships this big. Yeah. Yeah, you want it to be right. scarce enough that it's worth something. Yeah. You want it to be worth a lot, actually. Yeah. You want it to be... Like, I, I would want to have to work for, like, f- like five months to get this thing. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good learning car. You know, it's not a good student car. Right. <laughs> you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be flying this with your learner's permit. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's see. So, moving on there in the news, we also had uh, a... Let's see, one or two letters from the chairman. Um, I, I, I've lost count. Uh, but we have since uh, last time we recorded past the 54 and $55 million stretch goals. And actually, um, just yesterday, I believe it was, the 56. So um, money is pouring Damn. in. It is pouring in. So that's $3 million in two weeks. Yeah. Not even two weeks. And I thought some of the the stuff that we got for those goals was pretty cool. Uh, For 54, we got some NPC AIs that are going to make the planet side experience, I think, a lot richer. Uh, There are going to be roles, NPC roles, such as bartender, doctor, entertainer. Uh, And a lot of people I've heard also on other podcasts, a lot of people have uh, uh, been very excited about uh, getting sanitation worker into the game. So... Um, I think I think uh, we have all those folks that helped make us get us to 54 to thank for sanitation workers. Um, yeah, I've been uh, I've been uh, kind of a doubter of this game up until this point, but uh, when they announced that sanitation worker, my faith was restored. <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. all in at this point. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, and it wasn't clear from anything that I saw whether or not these roles are also going to be able to be performed by uh, player characters as well. Because I know in a lot of the way they have the economy set up or the way that they plan to set up the economy that a lot of roles are going to be performable either by player characters or non-player characters depending upon the need in, in the universe. Um, so, But it would be really cool that if you wanted to just for for the fun of it or maybe suppose you're one of those people that is only going to buy in at the $35 Aurora level and they're going to go be a sanitation worker or a security guard for 6 months to build up enough money and kind of um have their uh simulation experience uh start really from the ground up. Mhm. Um so yeah, hopefully you'll you'll be able to be a hobo in Star Citizen. No, we, we prefer to call those vagrants. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hobo is not politically correct. <laughs> I feel like I heard it. <laughs> I feel like I heard at one point that they were going to let you be a. Well, yeah, like you could pilot a transport ship. That's kind of what this reminded me of. I feel like they mm-hmm. said that you could, you know, just be a. a transportation taxi driver. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but and what if you want to just uh, focus on FPS stuff? You know, you could be a security guard. You know, that would be kind of cool. I mean, assuming you had enough people trying to break into whatever it is you're guarding to make it interesting, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then that was at $54 million. At $55 million, we got a, a ship upgrade, which is the... I believe it's the one that you voted for, John. The Ballistic Gatling Preacher Armament Inquisition yeah. 22. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I think all three of us uh, are going to get a, a pair of those in our Christmas stocking at some point, so... Uh, yep. Excited about that. And uh, th- I did not see the outcome of the vote, but they, they kept a lot of the armaments from that didn't make it. They dropped. I think they dropped the lowest 
uh, one or two off of that ballot, or the lowest uh, one or two performing off of that ballot, and then added an engine, uh, a new engine upgrade for the 300 series, uh, a power plant for the Hornet, and then a jump drive for the Aurora, which um, started out doing really well, but the last time I checked was was not uh, not doing so good. Yeah. You know, the, the ballistic Gatling gun is actually, like, the most impractical weapon. <laughs> because why would you want to use ballistics over, like, lasers? Well, what uh, I heard Chris say before is that ballistics are, ballistics um, impact we'll armor. Go through shields, right? Right, they'll go through shields, but they impact armor or stopped by armor. One of them is stopped by ballistics is stopped by either armor or shields, and then lasers are stopped by the other one. So, uh, oh, okay. So you do need to have uh, both, uh, depending upon what you're going up against. Yeah, I mean, I I voted for it either way. I don't care if it's ballistic or not. But <laughs> something called a preacher inquisition twenty two is something I need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then also since last time, uh, we had patch 13.1. Woohoo! Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's, there's, there's good and, and there's gooder. Uh, some of the gooder stuff is that uh, we've got some enhanced controls customization coming out of this. And, and, uh, and probably the best thing is the hangar reverb and pilot breathing. Woohoo! Ooh, yay! <laughs> and they did uh, uh, re-enable the private matches, and John and I tried last night to uh, do a couple races, and uh, we were not able to hook up in a private match, unfortunately. So it appears that they're still uh, working on that. Yeah, we'll talk about our experience more when we talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, that sounds like sounds like a plan. Yes. So that's about it for the news since last time. I'm sure we'll have uh, more exciting stuff next week. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I mean, not to say that the the new concept ships aren't exciting because I that's one of the most exciting things that they've uh, they've announced recently. Um, I I find myself pretty interested in seeing what they're going to show next. So yeah. It is exciting. Yeah. Because, I mean, even if it's not... Even if it's just gray box and um, concept art, there's still room for my imagination to fill in the blanks there. Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Um, So let's uh, move into the verse chat where we talk about stuff that might not be 100% official and uh, stuff coming out of 10 for the Chairman and the like. Yep. Like I said, so since last time we've had uh, two, now three as of today, 10 from the Chairmans. And uh, we had talked about, uh, from episode 38, we had talked a little bit last time about uh, what happens to assets when everyone within an instance dies. So I think we kind of covered that. Um, But there was also another question, which I thought was pretty interesting, uh, having to do with markets and what is going to be available at different markets and how it was going to be set up. And what, how Chris responded to this question was he said that um, you weren't going to be able to get um, every th- single thing that is available uh, from any store 
at every market, which, you know, makes sense. You know, you have to, you go to Walmart for some things, you go to Costco for other things. Um, um, and that a reason for doing this was to encourage players to travel around and to also uh, create jobs for people, for traders, to go between places and deliver different goods uh, to different locations. So um, I thought that that was pretty exciting. And does that potentially mean we can set up shops somewhere and sell stuff? I think, well, I you would have to think, given the, the merchantman and that that huge ship uh, isn't isn't it sort of set up to be sort of like a floating store? Yeah, I guess I don't know. I was thinking of it as a trader, but that would make more sense. Yeah, I can't remember. I heard something about it. And I can't remember whether that was an in, an official or an unofficial source, but I had right. heard that that it was going that there was going to people could dock at the merchantmen and come in and buy stuff from you. So um, it seems like the way it might work is there might be like a shop that's up for sale and you could buy it and then it would be run by NPCs but you would get like the profits. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's and yeah, we cuz we know that NPCs are going to be hireable um and that they're going to be able to uh, do semi-complex tasks, which uh, consequently yeah. was something that was asked in 10 for the chairman episode 39. Um, so someone had asked, you know, what will I be able to have my NPCs do that I hire? And he says, can I have them fly my ship? Can I have them deliver cargo? And, uh, Chris said, yeah, th- those are, those are going to be the sorts of things that they're going to be able to do. And, um, and if you do have one of the new reclaimers, you'll be able to hire NPC mercenaries to, to fly escort for you to protect you from, uh, from pirates. Wow. Will they be able to make a baked Alaska? <laughs> in, in, that's a souffle, right? I don't, in space, zero gravity souffle. I don't know. <laughs> that might be tough, but you know, you, you never know. You never know. Yeah. Um, and so, like I say, uh, episode forty came out today, and we're going to go over that in more detail next time. So, um, cool. I think that's about it. For for 10 from the chairman. Uh, I did want to also uh, bring up in the Heard It Elsewhere uh, department that um, on Star Citizen Informer, which is Nicole D'Angelo's uh, podcast, uh, she right. talked about uh, that there's going to be two different economies, one within Arena Commander and then another one that exists within the, the Persistent Universe. And the way that she explained it, or how I took the way she explained it, was that... In Arena Commander, you're going to be able at some point to win money, uh, win UEC, and uh, you're going to be able to spend that UEC within Arena Commander to buy better weapons or upgrades for your ships, but those assets are only going to be usable within Arena Commander. Um, if you, uh, you're not going to be able to buy a new Gatling gun for your Hornet and then take it out into the PU, um, and then also... Uh, conversely, stuff that you earn or purchase within the PU is not going to be able to be used within Arena Commander. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. I was, I was sort of a little disappointed because I thought, hey, if I get good at racing, then I'll be able to earn money in Arena Commander and then buy stuff uh, for my um, other ships out in the PU. But apparently that's not going to be the case. And so I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I don't I I guess with with what you're just saying I hope that they implement tournament or higher stake 
PU races or, you know, some way that you can still use that skill in the universe and not have it completely separate from, you know, your character's progression and just, you know, maybe have some, some sort of system where you can race in the real world or whatever, <laughs> the game's real world <laughs> and, and make some money, but have higher risk with that. Cause it seems like arena commander is set up to not have, you know, really a death penalty or a, or a, you know, ship loss penalty um, as high as in the PU. So hopefully there's just an equivalent or a a similar thing that you could do. Yeah, because they have talked about racer as a profession, and I believe that that was in the context of the, the persistent universe. So there would have to be stuff out there that for a racer to do. because I, and, and I know that they've asked questions like, if I need to haul my race ship to some other star system to compete in an event, how am I going to get that done? And he's answered the question, yeah. you, you know, you hire somebody or you get a big enough ship or, or what have you. But anyway, the implication being that it is going to, there is going to be racing out in the PU. And so if that's the case, then, you know, we're going to have to be able to win money. Yeah. I don't know. It seems, it seems kind of weird to me because basically what they're saying is you can bring your ships from the PU into Arena Commander, but you can't bring the weapons from the PU into Arena Commander. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I wonder if there are going to be any ships that are not playable in Arena Commander. Um, I mean, right now, like, I can't fly my Freelancer in there, but it's not... It's hangar-ready, but it's not game-ready, so... Um... Well, they are... They haven't added, you know, multi-crew ships yet, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're they're supposed to be adding that next, maybe. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty sure Freelancer and Constellation are going to be in there, and I would think that every ship would be playable in Arena Commander, and um, you would think that also they would have some kind of rental service as well. Ah. So you could try out ships in Arena Commander without any consequences. Um, well, you know, and I, I keep saying this, but today on Ten for the Chairman, uh, they did talk about uh, about leasing and being able to borrow money to get ships, and uh, so all that stuff is coming. It may not come uh, right away, uh, and actually, some of it might may take quite a while to come to the game, but. Um, I think we had talked about that before, about being able to uh, to try before you buy on some of these ships. Um, and I guess after launch, that may be the case. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I I really hope the the persistent universe doesn't stink. Because <laughs> <laughs> because they are they are calling it the PU. Boom <laughs> <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's we we are. We are putting a we... lot of uh, crispy crust in this PU. <laughs> Should we just end the podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting on that for like 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, cool. Excellent. All right. So one last thing in uh, the verse chat section this week is uh, my one of my favorite uh, segments. Uh, Say my name, Chris Roberts, and uh, I think we should make this a proper, like a formal segment. You think so? (laughs) You think it it can live outside the verse chat box? (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, um, uh, just to rehash quickly, um, my goal is to get a question answered on 10 for the chairman. And I have now tried three times. And uh, uh, John texted me earlier today while I was at work and said, hey, the new 10 for the chairman is out. And so I listened to it in the car on the way home and denied again. So uh, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Um, and, but I thought that this week's question was actually a pretty good one. Um, I asked um, how, uh, uh, relating back to what we were just discussing, um, can we get some clarification on how we're going to earn money racing as a profession? Is it going to be uh, just in, in Arena Commander? You know, Is it going to be different in the Persistent Universe? Um, so uh, he didn't feel like answering that question today, but um, we will get an answer eventually. Yeah. Surely they get quite a few questions. Yeah, they do. They do. Like, I'm, I'm sure they get over 100 questions a week. Yeah, because I, I look, because they, they, they wipe the, the thread every time after the um, episode comes out, and uh, there were already, like, 50-some questions or something um, at, when I went in to look uh, just before we started recording. So, yeah. It's, it, oh, that's, that's a whole week's worth um yeah yeah i think so because they 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 do scrub the thing and um start over fresh each time uh but the guy that moderates it i think will is his name will lewis um he did say if you've asked a question before and it didn't get picked uh, ask it again and so um i'm next week i'll be submitting four questions and so uh, eventually i figure just law of large numbers i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a hit eventually <laughs> yeah i guess i'm surprised they don't get more questions because you would think that they would have they they have quite a few subscribers like probably a couple thousand yeah yeah so that's it for verse chat um john would you like to move on to the verse cast topic of the week i am ready to move on at this point in time excellent excellent <laughs> how about you caleb are you ready me, me too <laughs> awesome <laughs> So, um, you know, I thought it would be interesting for us to talk a little bit about today about our our organization, Those Guys with Ships. And uh, we are set up on uh, uh, RSI website. Go check us out, robertspaceindustries.com slash Versecast is the uh, link that will get you there. And No, 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 wait, wait. It's, um, it's robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash Versecast. Yes, thank you, thank you. I think yeah, I think you have to have the verse cast. I don't know where Yeah, I think or no, you have to have the slash orgs in there. Yes, yes. Um thank you. Um and uh so we are an organization and we're set up uh our our stated goals in the game are exploration and transport. And so um I thought we would talk this week about Well well, the thing is, those are just the ones I chose. <laughs> I don't know. I that's just like a placeholder. If we if we collectively think that we want to focus on something else, then that's fine. That's just what I thought that the three of us were most inclined towards. Yeah, yeah. That's well. That's that's when I signed up. I said, "Woohoo! That's that's me. That's me." Yeah. Um, yeah. But. And anyway, I mean, for today, for today, um, that's that's what we're all about. And uh, so, what do we think that that the explorer profession is going to look like in the PU? We're going to find stuff and <laughs> sell it. <laughs> 
But seriously. Um, yeah. Seriously, though. Seriously. I mean, you, can, you can find planets. You can find derelict ships. You could find a valuable asteroid field or debris field. You could find a portal into your death. but any of these things valuable or not you could try to sell to Uh, someone else if you don't want to use it yourself or yeah basically that would be why like you'll you'll even be able to sell locations because there will be things that you can discover locations that you can discover that nobody else has yeah and um coordinates yeah yeah the coordinates themselves would be worth something and this kind of reminds me of a situation that happened when I was running my Minecraft server. Um, somebody would find a specific biome with something cool in it, and they would sell the coordinates for in-game <laughs> currency to other people. Nice. Oh. Yeah. Well, the, the reason, part of the reason, I mean, I, I think that the, those that the the answers, um, you know, on the surface, it seems like exploration is really cool because you find stuff. Um, yeah. Um, but I was listening to a podcast for the other space sim, um, Elite Dangerous, and they were having a similar conversation. And one of the guys uh, said, "I'm not at all interested in doing exploration because as soon as the real game launches, all of the good stuff is going to be gone." Uh, within the first, or all the low-hanging fruit is going to be gone within the first six weeks, and then how much time are you willing to invest in trying to find the next new thing? Um, And that it's just going to be, uh, it's not going to be a profession that's going to last long. And so, you know, that that made me, you know, I I had never considered that, and I I thought, huh. Did somebody say that about, somebody said that about Elite Dangerous? No, this was not one of the... uh, people from frontier this was uh one of the people on a podcast uh, similar to ours but for elite dangerous and everyone else was you know saying oh we're really excited about exploration but this one guy said you know but as soon as the low-hanging fruit gets found it's just going to get harder and harder and that doesn't sound like any kind of fun to me so you know, oh, so they were talking about Star Citizen on their Elite Dangerous podcast. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the confusion. No, oh. no, they were talking about in Elite Dangerous. Okay. See, I could understand you saying about that about Star Citizen because everything is going to be mostly handcrafted until they get the procedural generation in there. Mm-hmm. But Elite Dangerous is almost all procedurally generated. Right. Other than the stuff that is like have been, has been found by NASA and stuff. Right. Uh which will be handcrafted. Right. But Elite Dangerous is the entire galaxy. I know Infinite is really big. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know it it it's still, you know, it just I, I thought it was an interesting sort of take on it. It was like, you know, everyone's going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And this one's guy's going, "No. It's just going it's going to you know, it's going to be happy, happy, fun time for a couple of weeks, and then it's just going to become a lot more bothered than it's worth. Well, the way I think about it is, um, normally in a game like this, you're like, oh, it's going to be crowded because there's going to be like millions of people playing. Um, but the thing is, there's seven billion people on this planet, and think about if all seven billion people had a ship and they went out 
every way, like every possible direction in the universe, mm-hmm. they wouldn't discover everything in any fathomable amount of time. So in this in this game where everything in the galaxy is is there, I don't think a couple million people are going to find everything. I know it just it doesn't make any sense, but I was just like I was listening. I was listening to what this guy was feeling, and you know, I thought, wow, that's um, you know, I don't know. Is it are you are you, if you want to be an explorer, are you going to have to commit your entire gameplay time to doing that? You know, is it going to become you know difficult such that you know you have to go so far out that going back and forth is going to be too time consuming to have any other profession? Well. It- how time consuming will it be when you have like warp capabilities? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, you know, I thought it's, uh, I'm not saying this guy's right. I'm just saying, you know, I thought it was an interesting question. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there is merit for concern here, but once, once both games have procedural generation and I assume elite dangerous already does. Mm hmm. Um, I don't think it'll be that big of a concern. Even if you find something, if you like, if you find a planet that has the same uh, rare ore on it as somebody else has already found, it's still incredibly rare. So I don't know. I guess. I guess it depends on their systems too. Cause yeah, I don't. I don't know how, how what it takes to get from point A to point B. Like if you need. You know, like in in Star Citizen, you need a you need a good jump engine. You need a you know exploration type ship to get far out into the you know into space. But I don't know if Elite Dangerous has that kind of challenge where it's harder to get further. Yeah, I, I guess I don't I don't have a very good grasp on how the whole jump mechanic works. I mean, are you going to assuming that there's a central place where everybody starts, just for the sake of argument? Um, mm-hmm. Is there going to let's say that there's a jump point right outside the front door that will take you five light years away? Can, will there be another jump point right next to it that will take you ten light years away? Um, or do you have to go that five that five light years away and then another five light years from that point? Well, the entrance and the exit of the jump point have to be mapped, right? Right. So I don't know how someone would initially get out that far. Mm-hmm. I guess they would just manually have to fly. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like if you think of it in the context of Minecraft, you know, where you've, uh, you start at spawn and then you have to run out, you know, you go running for a couple of uh, in-game days trying to find coal to get started, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, what if you have to keep repeating that process over and over again to keep finding new coal, you know, I just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, um, I, I think it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I know that elite dangerous has recently with their beta three updated their, uh, exploration mechanics. So I'm going to go check that out and uh, maybe I'll have, maybe I'll have something to report back next week. Cool. Um, isn't the freelancer one of the only ships that can map a jump point? Well, that's an interesting question, you know, especially in the context of the concept ships, because uh, there's going to be the Carrick, which 
from the description, sounds like the biggest, baddest exploration ship that's ever been or will be. Um, but I had read previously, and part of the reason why I bought the Freelancer Durr was that they said that it was the largest ship, largest practical ship to use for mapping jump points. So um, I'm kind of confused there. I don't know if the if that's not necessarily true anymore. If you are going to be able to map jump points with the uh, the Carrick, um, or if it's just going to be you know like Skylab, like a, a deep space. Uh, sort of exploration uh, vessel that will have to make use of already discovered jump points. Uh-huh. So, I don't well, know. don't forget about my 315P, because I'm pretty sure I can map stuff with that. Yeah, I, I, the thing I read about the Freelancer was they talked about that the process of mapping requires a, sh- a ship with some level of nimbleness, because you the first time through you have to avoid stuff, um, you know, like planets and stuff. Um, but uh, that they were saying that the freelancer is the biggest ship that you can you can attempt to do that with, you know, appropriately. I, I guess you could probably try it with any ship and um, and end up in the side of a an asteroid or something. But um, uh, so a little bit of, of confusion there. I'm hoping that they they straighten that out. They probably don't even know themselves how it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so how about uh, the other part of our official mandate never to be changed, uh, exploration and transport? What are you guys looking <laughs> forward to transporting? Uh, well, I want to relive the movie Avatar and find a planet called Pandora and mine something called Unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, I'm nice. serious about that, though. <laughs> All jokes aside, that uh, sounds like really interesting to me. Like, if if I could get my if I could get an Orion and get it to Pandora somehow, uh-huh. and and mine unobtainium, <laughs> uh, you know, that would that would make me extremely happy. Well, I, I hope that works out for you. <laughs> 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 you're like you're like a father like patting his son on the back he's like yeah that'll never happen but good luck <laughs> well I'm, I'm just i'm just trying very hard to hide the fact that i am that one person on the planet that never saw uh that movie <laughs> oh no yeah <Yes. laughs> yeah it's it's uh i guess it's worth watching but um it it does everything wrong that you would accept you would expect it to, um, but it's still it's still entertaining I guess. I don't know. You say Pandora, I think Borderlands. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think every time I say it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Caleb? What are you looking forward to transporting? Um, drugs, cocaine, <laughs> lasers from my ship to yours, um, <laughs> and missiles. No, I don't. I I don't know that I'm going to do much transporting. I think if I if I find that it's really lucrative, that'll be my incentive. But um, yeah, I think I get tired of going back and forth between places. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to end up doing it for profit in a lot of. MMOs. So, uh-huh. when 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 you get a large ship, what ship do you want to get? A large ship. 
Well, yes. I was going to get the Freelancer Dirt, and I still may, but um, I'm kind of almost leaning towards just getting a nice combat ship when a different one releases. I'm not a huge fan of the Hornet. Uh-huh. Um, I'd like something... I don't know. I think it's kind of just a a little tank, and I don't really want a little tank. I'd like I like the agileness of the 300 series, so I I do like the ship I currently have. But I'd kind of like something a little beefier that could do a bit more than maybe what the 300 can. So I'm kind of thinking about upgrading to a different combat ship at some point. But I don't know if that would be considered a large ship, like you're saying. Um, I did when I was looking at the sh- the ships just. A minute ago, um, telling you that the max crew is eight for the salvage. Um, I also saw that the the retaliator bomber is also an eight person. So maybe something like that would be cool, where it's you know just a big war vehicle. Mm-hmm. I might like that, but we'll see. Yeah, that that could work out well for us. Yeah, because we already like, have. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking about like we have everything except for a good fighting ship. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Gleep, Gleep could go out there and uh, find uh, something cool for us to, for for me to go in with my constellation uh, and mine or you. whatever. Yeah. yeah, and you could uh, escort. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, I am looking forward to transporting information. Um, I uh, yeah, I um, I'm kind of excited about the. Uh, the, the, the littlest concept ship. Uh, and that's not to say it's a small concept. It's just a small ship. Uh, the, <laughs> the Drake Herald, which um, I don't know if you guys have read about. It's the um, uh, one that has a, a really awesome onboard uh, computer that has all kinds of layers of encryption and stuff. And, and you're supposed to be able to go and retrieve information, store it in this computer core and then it's a really fast ship, which, um, um, of course, I like. And uh, if you are ever in danger of getting captured, it has a mechanism whereby you can dump the core and wipe the computer clean, thereby making it, uh, it useless. So, Wow. Yeah, so like a spy guy. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to that. So the real money would be in, like, the illegal information. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you know, like you like you were saying earlier, you know, contraband. I know there's going to be, or I've heard that there's going to be um, jobs available where you go planet side to sort of seedier parts of town, and you can essentially get jobs running, you know, bootleg liquor. Or I mean, it is. I think it is going to be T for teen, so they may not, you know, uh, have it be drugs, but you know, or at least not overtly so. Um, but that there will be uh, opportunities to run contraband. So um, you probably don't need a really big ship. It's probably better to have a sort of a medium-sized fast ship to do that. Yeah. I'm try- I was just thinking on a tangent here. I was, I was trying to figure out if there could be a way to make it so that you could trade information about enemy um, enemy activity. And I, I guess I don't know how much that will matter in terms of PVE. Like, I don't know if there's a lot of, you know, if you'll be attacked ever by, um, you know, just bots or computer, you know, enemies. But that would be kind of cool if they implemented some way that you, you had, you know, this ship that could take information and maybe there's a way to 
I don't know, just um, have some kind of tactical advantage by using the information runner would be interesting. Yeah. It's too bad we have, like, Skype and Mumble voice servers (laughs) outside of the game because the info runner is really only useful uh, when you're running something to an NPC. Well, I, I heard that, yeah, I heard them talking about that and saying that they were going to work something into uh, the mechanic uh, such that you would have to go through an NPC, so sort of enforcing that restriction. Uh, oh, so maybe you maybe there's some information that you get from an NPC and it's it's very sensitive, but it would have to be decrypted by somebody else before you could get it to a real player yeah that wants it yeah something i mean there was and they explained it or and i don't think this was not an official source this might have been on another podcast but they were talking about a way um that it could be done such that it would be necessary for you to go through one or more npcs to get something accomplished and that you could dress that up as uh um the need to move information from point a to point b yeah. So anyway, I you know basically I'm just looking for any job that I get to drive fast. So mm-hmm. you know I, I think I think it'll be fun. And double uh, seven. Exactly. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a muppet with a license to kill. Um, <laughs> um, so you know that I think that um, uh, that and and um, also I I I'm not above uh, running some uh, some. Uh, uh, illegal cargo in my dur. You know, I think you know, like there might be opportunities to run stuff from uh, deep space to other parts of deep space, and, and my dur will go um, long distances. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Do you think you should uh, admit that on the air, Gleep? <laughs> well, I, I'll share a secret with you. Gleep ain't my real name. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mama calls me something different. <laughs> so, um, guys, got any other uh, any other uh, thoughts on uh, exploration and transport? I think I think that's all the thoughts I have. All right, cool. Well, what have you guys been playing? I have. I am still playing Destiny. So I don't know if you guys have seen any of the reviews, um, but it's kind of surprisingly negative. And uh, most of the complaints I can agree with, um, and I feel like I probably talked about this last week, or last show. Um, Yeah, a little bit. But the point is, even though there are a bunch of things that irritate me about the game... I still have a lot of fun playing it, and I've been playing the whole thing with uh, one of my my best buddies. We we play uh, the Halos together, so um, he was pretty excited for Destiny, and um, and yeah, co-op in Destiny is is a lot of fun, and I can't wait to uh, be leveled up to play the Vault of Glass raid, which you need to be uh, twenty six out of thirty levels to actually play it um and the leveling in destiny is pretty unique you you gain xp and level up to level 20 
And then after that, you have to obtain a special armor that has what's called light on it. And uh, certain once you get a certain amount of light, it'll level you up again. Um, so you basically have to get good enough armor that gives you enough light points that you level up above the level cap. Um, so right now I'm at 21, and so I have a little ways to go before I get to 26 and can do the raid. So that's where I'm at with Destiny. And then uh, last week on Friday, Super Smash Bros. 3DS came out, and I've been playing quite a bit of that and streaming it on my Twitch channel. And uh, on Saturday, Kugo the Mighty and I, some of you might know him, um, we did a tournament and had like 65 people in there. It was it went for like five hours. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, it it was quite a lot of fun. Um, because because that's on a 3ds, right? Yeah, that's a long time to be playing on a 3ds. Yeah. Well, the thing is. Um, I have a capture card mod on my 3DS. Uh, so I plug it in with a USB into my computer, and then it displays on my uh, monitor. Oh, okay. So I, so I just, I just, I'm basically just using the 3DS as a controller and watching my screen. Oh, okay. Nice. So, yeah, it, it makes it a little better, but... Sitting in a chair... The thing is, we started streaming before we started the tournament. Um, like, four hours before the tournament. <laughs> so, I was actually sitting at my desk, at my desk chair, for nine hours. Oh, my God. And that's something I really don't ever want to do again. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but it was worth it. We had a, a, bunch, of, a bunch of people playing, and uh, we got a bunch of followers, and... It was it was a lot of fun. So, yep, that's what I've been doing. Just kind of right now, I'm holding out for uh, the pre sequel, Borderlands. Yeah. So I, yeah, that ought to be fun. I bought my copy, so uh, I think we uh, we need to stream some of that. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Did I did I say last week dibs on uh, claptrap? Oh, <laughs> yeah. You can have claptrap. Actually, I I was leaning towards um. Uh, Wilhelm at first, uh-huh. um, but I think I might go with uh, who's the sheriff? Oh, what is her name? Um, is it Athena? That might be it. I think I might go with Athena, or the other the other female one. Can't remember her name either. No, but uh, Athena, the sheriff, whoever the sheriff is, um, has like an ability that makes her like reload super fast, do a ton of damage and like move faster or something. Um so that sounds pretty cool to me and then the other the other one has like a whip and a shield. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that just looks insane. <laughs> so, I haven't decided who I'm going to go with, but they both look pretty cool. All all four characters look pretty crazy. Yeah, they all look OP, which I guess by definition means that none of them are OP. <laughs> that's that's Borderlands. I, mean. I haven't looked at all the abilities. I need to do that still. There's there's a great video that they recently um, released on YouTube. 
It's like 10 minutes long, and it covers like every single thing in the game. Okay. So, yeah, that's that's worth watching. I, I, it was pretty entertaining. It's pretty funny, too, because, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's, what's the guy, uh, Doctor, or no, Hammerlock, Hammerlock. Yeah. He, he, uh, like, does the whole voiceover and it introduces the whole thing. So. Oh, nice. Cool. What about you, Caleb? What have you been playing? Oh, you know, just some Arch Age still, same as last week, um, Getting close I can't. To... <laughs> I can't get over that name. Like when I read it, I think it should be Arch Archage. Are you sure? <laughs> you just... That's what my brain says. Yeah, it's yeah, it is confusing. I yeah, I don't even know, but <laughs> but I'm getting close to level fifty, so I'm getting close to max level. That's nice. And cool. I uh, did some of the dungeons, which are kind of fun. Um, there just needs to be more, though we haven't explored the enemy faction's um, continent at all, barely, so we need to check that out and see if we can even do the dungeons over there, or if that's, I don't know if that's an option, but there's lots of stuff to discover still. Um, just found out that there's beehives, so you can farm bees if you want. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I'm farming cows, that's my thing, because I... Because they make money. That's because really beef. Because beef. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, last week you were talking about you hadn't built a ship yet. Have Have you done that yet? Oh yeah, I did make my first ship, so I can now sail across the bay and do trade runs with with the other place and make all kinds of money. So it's actually really cool. Um, they did a good job with. Well, I mentioned the water last week. The water's amazing. Yes. And there's, you know, there's a day a day night cycle as well which, you know, when there's a sunset on the water, it just looks crazy awesome. So they did a really good job with the graphics and the and the ships having all all kinds of stuff you can interact with. The ship has a harpoon on the front which you can a- attach to anything. There's there's actually some funny videos of people shooting the harpoon into airships and getting a lift <laughs> oh, cool. through the sky with their wow. boat. It's kind of funny. Um, and then there's like interactable lights on the ship and you can raise and lower the sail and there's diving apparatus so you can go um, underwater for longer. And it's just kind of a lot of fun, a lot of different freedoms that they give you with the glider and all, all that kind of stuff. So, so you you're at cap now. Um, I'm I think I'm 47, so I'm, I'm pretty close to 50. Wow. Um, took a few weeks, but so not too bad. So uh, are, are you going to run out of stuff to do once you cap, or is it? Uh... It'll be interesting to see. There's a lot of um, sea content, like with the bigger ships. Nobody has the big ships yet, so once more people um, get to that point, there might be a lot of cool open world PvP. Um, and nobody has the big merchant ships yet. Um, and there's still stuff that is not in the game yet that the developers are, for some reason, holding off on. I don't know why um, there's a wait, but there's, there's like, fancier gliders and um, underwater mounts, even, that oh, cool. aren't, aren't quite in the game yet. So so is there any endgame content that you'll get access to? Um, not in terms of, like... Um, a lot of dungeons or anything. There's, there's literally only one max level dungeon on our continent, and maybe one on the other continent that we can do. Oh, okay. Um, 
But the other thing that's not released yet is the third continent, which is a whole PvP zone. So really the game's focus is on open world PvP um, and the sea combat as well. So there's not a ton of um, dungeon Pv PvE and content, I would say. It's mostly PvP. Cool, cool. Uh, well, I've been on vacation, so I haven't played a whole <laughs> heck of a lot, um, but um, I did uh, get together with John last night, and we uh, tried to test out the uh, private matchmaking, and were unsuccessful. Um, so hopefully that's going to get fixed real soon, because uh, we did get hooked up in uh, one public match. We got it, got put into the same match, but um, it was it was only partially fun because we were both in Auroras and the other two guys were in M50s, and so it, we we didn't even get a chance to finish the race before it booted us out. No, those guys were lapping us. <laughs> that part was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I know you were saying he's going to lap us, he's going to lap us. I'm going, no way, no way. We haven't crashed once. And he went, Meow, right by us. Yeah. 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 Was, <laughs> which I guess sort of makes sense because top speed on the 325R is um, is uh, twice as fast as the Aurora top speed. So, yeah, I guess, uh, I guess they didn't crash either. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, but one cool thing that I found this morning when I was at work actually is the leaderboards, and um, uh, I was uh, I was happy to find my little blue face there on uh, in the top eleventh percentile um, in the uh, uh, old Vanderville racetrack uh, leaderboard <laughs> results. So um, um, I was pretty excited about that. Did a little woohoo in my cube, and people looked at me funny, but that's not unusual. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I'm going to start keeping track of, of my uh, of my uh, my times and my rankings there, and uh, hoping that that turns into something fun, like qualifying or something like that. <laughs> nice, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I'm excited about uh, the Borderlands going to come out a week from tomorrow. So, um, getting all. Do you guys know? Are we going to be able to download that ahead of time off of Steam? Um, I think Steam usually does that. Yeah. Knowing yeah. Steam, it'll be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I would imagine it's got to be you know fifteen or or twenty gigs. So um, yeah, I hate day of having to sit through and watch that. that that's yeah, that's... it's and the the game sizes are really irritating. Yeah, like they're they're just going up with uh, the new consoles too. It's bizarre. Like the the new consoles come out and. All the games are like fifty bucks or fifty gigs on the consoles, so the PC devs are like, "Oh, I guess it doesn't matter if we uh, optimize our games anymore." God, that's crazy! It's so, crazy. Yeah, fifty gigs. I mean, when I saw that, when there were like rumors when the PS4 before the PS4 and Xbox One came out that games would be fifty gigs, and I was like, "No way! There's no way!" Because like Far Cry Four on PC was like 15 gigs and that game not only looks amazing but it has two giant islands that you can go anywhere in and it's not even out yet oh i mean far cry 3 gotcha you you got me <laughs> i'm i'm i have a review copy dang it <laughs> no but yeah far cry 3 um so yeah. yeah. I, do you buy uh, most of your games on on disc or do you download them? I download them. Do you? Wow. How long does that take? The last 
Uh, not too long. My down my download speed is ninety megs. Oh, okay. So, wow. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't take too long. Um. Oh, you mean on Xbox? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Well, the thing is, I only own two games on Xbox One. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I do remember I downloaded Titanfall on PC when it came out. And for some reason, they decided decided not to compress the audio in that game, mm. so oh, it yeah. made it like thirty gigs of audio. Oh wow! That you have to down because the the idea is that it takes a lot of processing to uncompress audio while you're playing a game, so they decided mm. to leave it all uncompressed. Oh wow! So that lower lower spec systems could play it. Oh. Which doesn't make any sense because no games do that. Oh, yeah, that's it's weird. Yeah, I still have a PS3, and I have one of the first, the early models on that. So I think I have like an 80 gig hard drive, and I see these games on PlayStation Network, and it's like I, I can't get that. I can't. I don't have the space. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think um, that Killzone Shadowfall. It was a. a release title for the PlayStation 4 was one of those 50 gigabyte games. Yeah, yeah. Which I still, I just cannot wrap my head around that. Yeah. Huh. Well, 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 guys, I think that about wraps it up. Um, cool. Uh, so, uh, John, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at the only Jonto on the Twitters and on the Steam and on the Xbox Live. Um, and then you can also find my Twitch and YouTube channel at the only John Connor, where I will be trying to stream some Star Citizen, maybe just like a drone drone simulations right now because the multiplayer is kind of irritating. But once that gets fixed, uh, you know, I hope we can uh, play with viewers and uh, listeners. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, hopefully they get that that uh, working smoothly soon. Yeah, Aurora races. Yeah. <laughs> it, so that's me. How about you, Caleb? Uh, you can find me. Uh, my name is Katarn on Steam, and Katarn eighty seven on Twitter. And that's it. Oh, excellent. Well, I am Gleep, and I am a proud member of Those Guys with Ships, a fine Star Citizen organization. Come and join us. We have free cookies. Uh, on Twitter, I can be reached at House Gleep, and that's Gleep spelled with E's, G-L-E-E-P. And I am Gleep with threes instead of E's, because I'm leet like that, on the RSI subscriber <laughs> forums. And then, again, with the threes on Steam. So um, I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, we hope to be back one week from now. Uh, whenever wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, we, we have a couple more links. Oh, we do? You can <laughs> you can find the show at Versecast Good idea. on Twitter. And uh, you can email us at theversecast at gmail.com. And uh, please review us on iTunes where you can find us at theversecast. Um we would really appreciate any reviews that you leave, and we will read them on the show. Um, and oh, and you can find those guys with ships, our organization at robertspaceindustries.com/orgs/versecast. So yeah, I think that that actually wraps it up. Fantastic for real. 
<laughs> all right. So we'll see you all next week in the verse. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> Later. That was my worst attempt at a Schwarzenegger <laughs> impression. I... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>